We're pleased to partner again with Curex, the number one insole in the run specialty retail market, which means in running stores, it's the top selling brand of insoles. It's no wonder. Curex insoles are highly customizable and provide dynamic arch support. For 15% off, visit curex.us and use code AMR15. Thanks to Calm, the number one mental wellness app, for its continued support of another mother runner. Go to calm.com AMR. For a limited time, get 40% off your Calm premium subscription with hundreds of hours of programming, unlimited access to Calm's entire library, and new content added every week. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com AMR. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined by Tish Hamilton. Hello, Tish. Hey, Sarah. How are you doing today? Good. It is a special day. It is Wednesday, July 28th that we're recording. And today my twins turn 16. Wow. Sweet 16 times two. How exciting. It is exciting. And this morning on my run, I found 28 cents. So I was like, yes, yes. (laughs) So, so tell me what, what does uh, um, twins sweet 16 look like? Yes. Well, so far it means that I go drop off my son at, because they're boy girl twins, drop off my son at his job as a um, camp counselor at an arts camp. And I've, I've hugged him. I've told him happy birthday, but I have nothing for him so, so far. Um, and then I stopped at Trader Joe's and got them one bouquet of flowers um, and cards that then I'll write. And I got to say, I have the best birthday present for them. And it's going to be a massive surprise. Um, it is a three night trip to New York City to see the musical Waitress on Broadway which is starring Sarah Bareilles, the creator of that show, for the first month. So we get to see her starring in it. Wow. Yeah. That is really good. You you win. Thank That's you. A good, Thank that you. is a good birthday present. So um, during the pan- so my twins, total musical theater heads, they just love musical theater. Particularly, they love the musical Waitress, which they've only listened to the soundtrack. And so during the pandemic, we'd talk about what we want to do, you know, once it was quote unquote over. Um, and John, my boy twin was like, mom, I really want to go to Broadway. I want to see a show on Broadway. I want to see Waitress. And so we talked about, like, I had a Google alert so that whenever, you know, like I thought Waitress would come here to Portland or we'd drive to Eugene, Oregon to see it or something. That was the specter of what I thought we were going to do. And then one day I just happened to cruise over and see that Sarah Bareilles was coming back for a little over a month um, when it reopens. And then I looked and I was had enough miles to be able to get us tickets out that, you know, flights out there. And the real, what really sealed the deal is um, my 95 year old mother lives outside of New York city and my brother who lives in Atlanta and his wife are going to be up visiting my mom over Labor Day weekend. So I'm like, okay, we're going out Labor Day weekend and we will also go out and see my mother and my brother and sister-in-law and my sister. And so um, uh, it has, the trip has multiple reasons to it. That is, that is really awesome. Good yeah, job, mom. Thank you. Thank you. And I realized, I don't think I, I, I'm, 
I'm pretty sure I've never spent three consecutive nights in New York City. I, I know I've spent two nights in a row, but um, yeah. That is going to be a lot of fun. It is. It is. So I'm, you know, going to book, you know, like, t- um, I hope I can book, you know, tickets to the Metropolitan Museum. I want to take them to the 9-11 um, Memorial and Museum. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to do. It's going to be hard to even choose. I, I don't, I'm not sure you need, do you still need timed entries to the Met? Um, I'm not, I'm not sure I, you yeah. know, and who knows with things changing right, with uh, right, pandemic regulations. Yeah. So, um, but I love, I just love the Met so much. I, um, you know, grew up outside of New York city and that was when I would go into the city, that's what I would do would be to go to the Met and particularly their impressionist, um, wing. So, um, yes, very exciting. You know, I'll take them to the village to, uh, you know, shop at some of the funky stores. And I just think I, I am actually not a fan of New York city, but I'm oddly excited for this trip. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I had, oh gosh. And I had our designer, um, I paid her, uh, to, of my own money, not of the business money to make, um, really cool gift certificate. So that there's actually something that they get to see. Oh, that's great. Oh, it's such a great job. So anyway, it's going to be a huge surprise for them. Of course, my son wants a new iPhone. So there might be a little bit of a (laughs) 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 My daughter wants a desk from Ikea. I think we can still spring for a desk from Ikea. (laughs) (laughs) So 16 years, 16 years. Do you remember the day of their birth? I do so vividly because, um, so I knew it was going to be a scheduled C-section um, or that's what I was expected to be because my son, who was what's called twin A, which means he's the one closest to the quote unquote door, um, is, was breach. And so it was supposed to be August 1st. And then I started showing signs of preeclampsia. And so my doctor called me that morning and was like, okay, you know, I want, I, she was going out of town for the weekend and um, uh, July 28th that year was uh, Thursday. She's like, so I want you to come in today and you know, we'll do the C-section. And I was first reaction. I said, Oh, but I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Priorities people. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so I said, you know, I got to check on a few things. I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> that is very funny. <laughs> so went went into the bedroom of our three and a half year old daughter. And uh, I guess my husband was in there as well, helping her get ready. And I said, oh, you know, the, the, the doctor wants to, you know, take the babies out today. And I was kind of like, rah, rah, rah. and Phoebe, my older daughter, just starts jumping up and down and goes, I'm going to be a big sister. I'm going to be a big sister. Aww. And I was like, oh, that's all that matters. Like that's her so enthusiasm. Sweet. So anyway, call it, you'll like this detailed dish. I called the doctor back and said, okay, but. I have to go swimming first. Like I have to get in my workout first. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she was like, "Uh, all right." Um, so anyway, so she agreed that I could do that. And but then um, a nurse called and was like, kind of went through some of the prep. And she's like, "Okay, when was the last time you ate and drank?" She was like, "Okay, you can't drink anything before you come in." I uh. maybe it was supposed to be there at like. I don't know, one thirty or two or something. And all right, I was like, "Oh, I'm so thirsty right now." <laughs> Um, so, so I, the time belonged to a fairly swank gym that had a nice pool. So went down there and swam 
I was doing my workout thinking, okay, this is the last time, you know, I'll really be able to <laughs> relax and not have two screaming babies around me. And so, but I thought, oh, I got to hop out a couple laps early so that I can shave my legs. Uh, <laughs> so, so I cut my workout short, which for me, was a big deal and shaved my legs. And then I had a birth doula as well as my husband in the room. And the birth doula had been, I got special permission to have her in the operating room. She'd been there at the birth of our older daughter. I'm still friends with her. She's a truly lovely individual, including she was, uh, maybe she still is a a model and a fit model for Nike here in Portland. So anyway, so, so just stunning, stunning, stunning. And as nice as she is beautiful. And so anyway, so when she was, we were in the operating room and I'm sitting on the table and she puts her hands on my knees to kind of, you know, establish contact and, you know, kind of bestow some calm on me. And she goes, Oh, nice, smooth legs. And I thought, yes, (laughs) (laughs) got noticed. So anyway, yes. And that's the one that you needed to impress. Yeah, right. The, the beautiful one. Who cares about the husband? Uh. Right. <laughs> so. Never mind what you were about to undergo. Yeah, yeah. She ended up uh, dating the actor Nathan Fillion, who's on um, Firefly and Castle and a bunch of things. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, that's sort of, <laughs> sort of my brush with fame. <laughs> well were you on a streak at the time uh i was not my streak was long over and i know why you asked me that gee i know why you asked me that tish um because today we are going to talk about run streakers which um alex no it is not people running naked um as you asked before the show started um so, you know, that is when you run every single day you set your intention for what you're going to commit to and it's definitely a thing that I've been aware of and, and Tissue and I have known each other a long time. So you know that I had a streak of five and a half years of working out every single day for at least half an hour. It was not just running. It could be cycling, swimming, whatever. And I, I love that. I love that idea. And you inspired me as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How long was yours? Not that long. <laughs> <laughs> Tactful answer. <laughs> I came on, uh, on the show and talked about it. And then like one week later, there was uh, a snowstorm and that, that ended that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, <laughs> a, a year. <laughs> I got exposed to um, running streaks, particularly at a very young age, because um, you know, you hear that I grew up in Connecticut, you think it's all, you know, very upper crusty and, and um you know, I don't know, very traditional, but um, my family grew up next door to a family that followed the spiritual leader, Sri Chin Moy, whose uh, motto or one of them was run and become, become and run. And Sri um, uh, encouraged his followers to run every single day. So I know that the motto- That's crazy that you, that you oh. uh, grew up yeah. next door to people who followed him. And, you know, he has a, there used to be this race. I don't know if it still goes on in Queens and it was in August, August in Queens, New York, mm. which is <laughs> like not hot at all. And they would run around a block around yeah. a single city block for 1300 miles. I mean, it was just oh, like yeah. horrible. No, wait, oh, 3,100 yeah. miles. I forget. Doesn't Thir- matter. A oh, long time. A long time around a single block i mean yes. let's hope at least they change direction because otherwise you'd get some serious overuse injuries yeah, from really? always like One leaning side. into that <laughs> left side or whatever 
Um, yeah, you know, the New York Times was always pretty fascinated with Sri Chinmoy, who has since um, passed away. Um, but they they definitely wrote the Times several times wrote about that race. And um, so, yeah, so the dad, I don't know, when I was babysitting them, he was maybe already like 13 years into his streak or something. So, um, so I'm well versed with really the, you know, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So decided it was time, particularly because it seems a lot of women started or people started doing running streaks during the pandemic. So we are going to talk with four women, four streakers in this episode. So stick around. Curex, the final step to better running. Last summer, I told you about Curex insoles, the number one insole in the run specialty retail market, which means at running stores, it's the top selling brand of insoles. It's no wonder. Curex Run Pro insoles are highly customizable and provide dynamic arch support. I know there are a lot of add to your shoe options, yet insoles shouldn't be just cushioning and shouldn't only be stiff like custom orthotics. Curex delivers the best of both these options. Curex Run Pro insoles have flexible support with just the right level of rigidity. They have a thin, low profile, yet still deliver maximum support and comfort. Curex Run Pro insoles are available in three profiles, high, medium, and low. I have high arches, so my feet, knees, hips, and back are grateful. I added Curex Run Pro insoles to my shoes. Here I am, a runner of a more advanced age, yet I'm injury-free and have been for a while. I don't think it's any coincidence. Once you become a believer in Curex Run Pro insoles, you'll want to check out the brand's other options. Curex offers the largest line of sport activity-specific insoles, from Cleat Pro for soccer or baseball, Hike Pro for hiking, support set for walkers, even Work Pro for all-day wear for those on-their-feet professions, plus tennis, golf, hockey, and skiing too. Try Curex risk-free today. The company offers a 60-day warranty even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. That's C-U-R-R-E-X dot U-S with code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex.us with code AMR15. For this ad break, let's take a break. Unclench your jaw, drop your shoulders, relax your hands, and take a deep breath. Sometimes we all need a reminder to take a little time for ourselves, and Calm can help. We're longtime partners with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Follow my lead by clearing your head and gaining insight with guided daily meditations. Improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. By going to calm.com AMR, you'll get a limited time offer 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming with new content added every week. Keeping with the theme of this show, when I first started using Calm, I built up a streak of more than 100 days of doing the 10-minute daily Calm meditation every day before my run. I loved the clarity it gave me, and my teens even noticed I had more patience. I purposely broke the streak because it played into my mm, streak-addictive tendencies. For a change, I switched to the Daily Trip, another of Calm's daily meditation series, and I don't fret if I miss a day here or there. And I do love it. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash AMR. Go to calm.com slash AMR for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash AMR. I don't know about you guys, but our summer is busy with a capital B. I don't know if we are trying to make up for lost time over the last year and a half or what, but we move from one activity to the next. Swimming, biking, and running have been on repeat in our house. With all these activities and the intense summer heat, I am always looking for great projects to spark my kids' curiosity during downtime at home. 
which is why I was thrilled when we received another shipment of Kiwi crates in the mail earlier this week. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend more quality time tackling projects together. Everything your child needs for their project is included in every crate so they can get started right away. Crates include one to two larger projects or two to three smaller projects tied together by an engaging theme. My girls are 11, 10, and 8, and they all received a crate that was age-appropriate for them and super interesting. My youngest received the Japan-themed Atlas crate, which has been really fascinating for her to watch the Olympics and see some of the activities from the crate come to life on the screen. My middle daughter spent hours working on her felt succulent garden from the Doodle Crate line. With KiwiCo, there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash AMR. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash AMR. Our first streaker is Julie Blackwell from Charlton, Massachusetts. Julie is an electrical engineer and a mother of two tweens. And from what I can tell in photos, Julie loves to do races and she's got a tight knit group of running buddies. So welcome to the show, Julie. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having good. me Good, 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 good. Oh, we're glad to have you, Julie. Um, this is Tish. And tell us a little bit about your running background. So Sarah and I have been running for quite a few years, but I think maybe you're a little bit newer to running. Um, so I, I was athletic in college and I played soccer. So there was always, you know, conditioning days there. So I, I ran there, but then after school ended, I kind of just, you know, got away. I played adult sports like intramurals and stuff but then after I had my son I was looking to do something that didn't need to be in a gym or anything so a friend of mine at work he ran at lunch all the time and it kind of just sparked me to start running at work so during my lunch breaks I'd run at work and I'd do it four or five days a week um and that was kind of what started me and then my neighbor and I became friendly. She's a big runner, has run marathons and everything else and always wanted me to train for marathons. And I said, oh, I don't like doing races. I don't want to race. But so I ran with her when she was training for Chicago and stuff. And she turned me on in 2018. Uh, she wanted to do a winter warrior challenge. And that's uh, basically run outside every day in January in Massachusetts. Mm. So um, in 2018, we did 31 days together. Um, we ran in snowstorms and on ice and every other type of weather in January in Massachusetts. So that's what turned me on to running at that point. Um, and then we did it again in 2019. Um, and both times I, so in 2018, I came out in shorts the first day we ran and she said, are you really wearing shorts? And I said, I am. And she goes, you cannot do this in shorts. And I said, challenge accepted. And I ran all of the winter warriors I've done. I've ran in shorts so far. <laughs> no way. Yes. That is so fabulous. Yep. Oh my God. The worst, probably the worst was we went skiing at Sunday river in Maine and uh -huh. I ran the parking lot of the condo complex. And it was probably the coldest day I've ever skied. It was probably a minus 12 wind chill. Oh, and no. there I was out in shorts running by the ski lift. And my husband <laughs> said, the skiers are going to think that you're an idiot. <laughs> you're, you're really impressively stubborn. <laughs> and I said, I told Amy I was going to run this in shorts. I'm running it in shorts. <laughs> so um, that's kind of my running background. Um, yeah. I think from my pictures, 
those weren't ever I've only done actually one virtual 5k race I've never done any oh, really? other, yeah I've never done any other races wow yeah. wow that's that is interesting yeah. so so I sounds like you started your running streak with some mom friends I'm assuming maybe this neighbor you know actually it was not what, the neighbor oh it was not the neighbor <laughs> no. my gosh you're just surrounded by streakers you live on like a nudist you know colony <laughs> yeah. or something um so in so it started November on November 10th, 2019. Uh, my friend Marcy texted another friend of mine, Jamie and I and said, Hey, I really want to um, get in shape. I think we should run for 45 days straight. What do you think? If we start today, we would finish Christmas Eve. And Jamie and I said, No, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, No, come on, it'll be fun. And I said, No, I'm not doing it. And Marcy texted and said, All right, I ran a mile. And then a little while later, Jamie texted and said, okay, I ran a mile. And I looked at my husband and I said, I don't want to do this, but I don't want to be the only one not to run the mile. So I went out and I ran the mile. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the gauntlet was thrown. So the yeah. three of us started on November 10th. Um, and then my neighbor, Amy, she couldn't start at that point. She actually started a little bit after us. And then unfortunately she lost her father to cancer right after she had started. So she stopped, but then she picked it back up. So while we were all streaking together, she was a little behind us and we convinced our other friend Liz to do it. So at one point in time, five of us were streaking together and we were all moms. Um, mm, so we, nice. we started, the, cool. we started the streak and I think uh, Marcy regretted asking Jamie and I, because I don't think anybody realized how competitive Jamie and I were. <laughs> uh, so the streak started at, it was a mile a day. So Jamie would run a mile and a half. I'd go and run a mile and a quarter. Jamie would run two miles. I'd run two and a half. <laughs> so we kept upping each other. We were chasing each other. There were days I ran a mile and a half. She ran two. I came home from work and rent and ran another mile and oh, say gosh. I ran two and a half she'd go back out she'd run another one I'd go back out and run another one Amy would stand in her front door and go you are crazy that you just keep chasing her <laughs> <laughs> um, so it went oh. it went to that it became we kept a spreadsheet I still have the spreadsheet from when all five of us were doing it has a lot of funny comments um and then uh, around the we got to the 45 day mark and I said, Oh, I'm doing the winter warrior with Amy. So I don't want to stop. So everybody mm -hmm. said, all right, well, we won't stop. So we went all the way through January because we had been at Christmas Eve. I said, I'm not going to stop for a week to then go run for 31 days. So we went through January. Um, we all ran outside uh, for the 31 days. And then when January finished, I said, I forgot what number we were at. We were like at 83 days and I'm, one of those OCD people, my GPS has to say I finished at 1.25 miles or I finished at 1.5 <laughs> miles. I don't like the 1.53 or 1.54. So uh, <laughs> we finished, we were at like 83 days and I said, we're not stopping at 83 days. I'm going to 100 days. <laughs> so Julie, your streak has not been without incident though, right? You've been injured a couple of times perhaps. So tell us about... Um, what happened and also why and how you kept going. Yeah, so around this time last year, um, I had been out running and I went off the road. I went like on a trail kind of, and I 
rolled my ankle. It wasn't anything bad and I didn't think anything of it. The next day I went out, I actually ran 3.1 miles um, just to go out for the day. And my ankle was stiff, but I was like, oh, if I run, it'll be fine. The next day it was more stiff and it got progressively worse and worse and worse. And I kept running and I kept saying, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. If I just keep running, it'll keep getting better. Mm -hmm. I cut the mile, I cut the miles back to just be at like one mile or one and a quarter miles. I wasn't doing long runs. I wanted to keep the streak going because at this point we were, at this point we knew we were going to try for 366 days because it was a leap year. So we knew we were going to try to go to November and I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to make everybody else stop because there was talks of if I couldn't run, everybody would stop and I didn't want that to happen. Mm. So I kept trying yeah. to run and my husband kept saying, you need to go see a doctor. And I kept saying, I don't want to go see a doctor. The doctor's going to tell me stop running. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I kept running. It got to the point where I would run a mile. I'd come in the house. I'd fall on the floor and legitimately crawl to the couch. And I would remain there all day. I could not walk on it. I couldn't stand on it. It was awful. I, um, oh, Julie. I went to the, I finally caved. I went to the doctor. The doctor looked at it and said, yeah, you have to stop running. And I said, I don't want to. And he said, you have to stop running if you want it to get better. And I took, he gave me some extra strength ibuprofen. I came home. I took that. And my husband said, so you're stopping. And I said, no, I'm going. And I went back out. I ran a couple more days and it was a Saturday. I came back in the house. I couldn't move. I got on the couch. I crawled to the bathroom and he looked at me standing over me and goes, will you please stop? And I mm. said, yes, I'm stopping. So that, mm. that night I went to Jamie's house and Marcy came and I walked up the stairs and Jamie said, we're stopping. I've made the decision. We're stopping. You cannot do mm. this. And I said, mm. I think you're right. I have to stop. And Marcy mm. walks in, not knowing all of that happens. And Marcy goes, oh, look, I got these wonderful bracelets. They're jocks or something. And the inside of the bracelet says, keep going. And it came with a card that said, let's see what, ha what, let's see what you can do if you don't quit. Oh. And I put the bracelet on my wrist and I said, okay, we're not stopping. Oh, and they said, what? And I said, no, we're going to run again. And I put that bracelet on that Saturday and I went out and ran Sunday and my ankle was a little better. And from that day on, it got better and better and better. So since that day last year in August, I have not taken that bracelet off my wrist. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that you, that, uh, you did um, manage despite the running every day. And just, we just have to pause here and say, kids, don't yes, try this don't, at home. That's <laughs> what my husband kept saying to my kids. Do not do what your mother's doing. Do not be as stubborn as your mother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then um, so you've also had some other uh kinds of adventures uh perhaps like on new year's eve yep um on new, uh, Year uh, non -New year's <laughs> eve of uh 2019 because 2020 obviously we couldn't get together um or 20 going into this year we couldn't get into so 2019 going into 2020 all five of mm -hmm. us were together we had run on new year's eve alone we were there celebrating and at midnight all five of us went out and we ran uh our first 2020 run, run at midnight <laughs> all together oh my gosh so that counted for january 1st that counted that as run. january 1st so we have said if you're after midnight that counts for the next day yeah, uh, yeah. i run it crazy hours when we go skiing i've been outside in my front yard running at 4 a.m 
um, in 2020, uh, winter, uh, 2021 winter warrior challenge. My whole family did it with me, my two kids and my husband, we ran it all together. Um, so they did all 31 days with me. My kids were troopers. When we went skiing, we had them outside running in the cul-de-sac at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh okay so so final question you have joked you know we it has been determined that you and jamie particularly are are um very competitive with each other and i guess you and your friends joke that um you're going to be going up and down the halls of a nursing home with walkers but but you know so in all seriousness yeah, yeah in all seriousness though julie do you allow yourself to contemplate an exit strategy from your streak you know when i had my exercise streak going, it, it made me panicky to think about the streak ending in some way that wasn't my doing, like, you know, getting hit by a car when I was cycling or developing pneumonia or something like that. So, right. So you know, what, um, what are you- I don't, so I have had panic attacks where I wake up in the middle of the night from a dream where I forgot to run. Um, it's happened mm. more than once that I wake up and go, oh my God, did I run? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I ran. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've always said, I want to go out on my own terms. So I want it to Mm -hmm. be when I want it to be done. Um, the joke is I'm going one more day than Jamie is. So I guess it's whoever (laughs) lives longer is going to win this competition. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, people ask me, when are you stopping? And I don't, I don't have an answer. I'm going until I can't. And everybody goes till you physically can't. And I said, well, in August of last year, I physically couldn't. And I kept going. So who knows? I don't have a plan to end. Um, At least not yet. So we're at 627 days, 1037 miles, and we'll keep going. Wow. All right. Well, we love the stats. Very electrical engineer of you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing with us, Julie. You take good care. Thanks for having me on. Bye-bye. Bye. Our next guest is Siobhan Fitzpatrick, a lawyer, blogger, and mom of four. Siobhan and her family live in Dallas. Siobhan was um, the one who, in her Google form response, taught me the phrase uh, Rona running streak, as in Corona pandemic running streak. So thanks for cluing me into this, <laughs> this trend. And thanks for chatting with us, Siobhan. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you're a longtime runner. Tell us how you got started and uh, what your running was like pre-pandemic. So I am definitely what I would call an adult onset athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not play sports as a kid, was not particularly athletic, always the last one picked in gym class. Mm -hmm. But um, I moved to Dallas in 2000 as a young lawyer. And the house I was living in just happened to be on the Dallas Marathon running route. I didn't learn this until one Sunday morning, um, race organizers show up to close off the street and all of my neighbors start to set up watch parties for the marathon. (laughs) And I sat there that morning and watched thousands of people go by. And I thought, you know, most of these people are just average shows like me out to have a good time. If they can do it, I can do it too. And the next week I signed up for a running club at my local running store and I've been running ever since. Awesome, awesome. So tell us about your streak. Um, you have several like rules, uh, not just distance. Tell us about what, what your streak is made of. 
Okay. So my streak is a minimum of five kilometers a day. Mm. Um, sometimes I run more, but, but never less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's always outside though, right? It's almost always outside. Mm-hmm. Um, this week we have finally hit triple digits in Texas mm-hmm. and there just really isn't a time of day where it's cool enough to run outside. So I am running on a treadmill indoors this week. Okay. All right. Glad, glad to see you have some flexibility there. People who run on treadmills and it's interesting that like people in the North have to run on treadmills in the snow and people in the South have to run on treadmills when it gets to be triple digits every day. Right. Oh, I know we talk about that all the time with another mother runner. Like we're like, oh yeah, race season, it's spring and fall. And I'm always like, no, no, no. People in the South, they have marathons in the winter time. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we can kind of get locked into our own geography. So, um, so, okay. um, So anyone who listens to national news knows that Texas has experienced some highly atypical weather this past year, including that major snow ice storm that knocked out power for days, if not weeks, I guess, for some people. So share some details of some particularly gnarly weather conditions you've endured. Sure. So this, this last February, we had what was what we have called the Texas snow apocalypse. Mm -hmm. We had a solid week of snow and ice and temperatures hovering near zero. And to give you a sense of just how unusual that kind of snow or ice is to Texas, my youngest is seven and she had no memory of snow at all, um, before that storm hit. Mm Um, so, uh, we had the snow and ice, we had the unusually cool temperatures. Um, and I wanted to keep my streak going. I was closing in on one year and I just couldn't let it go. So I decided I'm just going to suck it up and go (laughs) put together whatever like cold weather running outfit I can do with a lot of layers (laughs) and go outside and run. Um, the first day was, um, the novelty of it was, was great. I took tons of selfies and thought, how cool am I to be this Texas girl running on snow and ice? It was something I didn't, I hadn't done before. Um, but I can tell you the novelty wore off very quickly, (laughs) especially once you got into like the second or the third day and you realize, oh my gosh, the snow and ice is not going away and the temperature is not going up. And um, I also didn't realize that people in the North who run in snow and ice um, wear special shoes or yes. have cracks on their sneakers. Mm-hmm. I didn't know those existed. And uh-huh. they obviously don't sell them in Texas. So I was basically running from like one spot with good traction to another spot with good traction, kind of following like the tire tracks left yeah. by cars. Um, the other complicating factor is we lost power and heat for that entire week. It it went off and just stayed, stayed off for days. Um, so it was hard getting warm again, coming back inside the house. We were fortunate to have two gas fireplaces in our house. Um, but even with those going full blast, like it got, it got really cold in the house. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when, it, when we talk about streaks, there's, it seems to me like there's this fine line between stubborn and determination and to keep 
plowing through, even though plowing through, even though it was cold, is is really impressive. But and the other thing is, um, Siobhan, uh, you know, with streaks, it's always so challenging is um, injuries and and illness, right? Right. And it seems like you've had a couple of those as well. So tell us about them and and how you have powered through them. Sure, um, I, I've been fortunate not to have any running injuries. Um, I've injured other parts of my body. Um, in June of 2020, um, I was on vacation with my family in Angel Fire, New Mexico, and decided to go on a trail run. We don't really have trails in Dallas like you do in New Mexico. Uh-huh. So I was about two miles into this glorious trail run, and I tripped on a tree root and took a really bad fall. Um, I managed to break two fingers and sprain a third and had road rash up and down the right side of my body. Um, Took a few minutes to try to like, you know, get the wind back into me. And I could see my watch was still going because I had set it for a workout and I had no way to turn it off because my right hand was tangled. (laughs) And I just kept focusing in on that watch is still running and thought, well, I still have to get back to the car. So I got up and like gathered up my headphones and my phone. And I very slowly ran the mile back to my car. Um, I would, I would not recommend that. (laughs) Um, as you know, like there are a lot of nerves in your hands and my hand was quite painful. I ended up having to wear, um, a cast or a splint for the rest of the summer. And I also would not recommend running in a cast or a splint because, you know, when you run, um, your hand swells and it just, just made it worse. Um, I, I didn't bother to ask the orthopedist if it was okay to run. Yeah. yeah so, so, said no. <laughs> yeah. So, so Siobhan, this is a case of do as I say, not as I do. All right. So right. This, is, this is a theme yeah. we're hearing a yes. lot in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our conversation with four hypocrites will continue after this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, oh and, and Siobhan, you're also somebody who gets migraines, right? I do. I get migraines um, at least two a month, usually lasting two to four days. In the past, I have always taken days off on migraine days. Um, but this last year, because of the streak, I, I really tried... I did. I, I just like pushed through those days. Um, it required making sure that I was always very hydrated because when yes. you get migraines, you get dehydrated, um, timing my medication around when I was going to take a run and, um, just taking it very easy on those days, kind of being aware that I'm, I wasn't going to be my best. And this, these are not the days to push it. These are the days just to get it done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. So when I've been on an exercise streak, I would get twitchy and jittery on the days that I couldn't exercise in the morning. Like until I got my workout, I couldn't really settle down and just kind of enjoy life and know that everything was going to be okay. Um, first of all, are you a morning exerciser? And, um, regardless of that, do you do do what I, does that relate to you? Do you feel the same sort of way? Oh, I, I can totally relate to that. I, I am definitely a morning exerciser. 
um, we took our kids to Disney a few weeks ago and mm -hmm. our flight left at six o'clock in the morning. So I, I wasn't going to be able to get my run in. Mm -hmm. And I was so twitchy that entire day. Um, mm. I, I knew sooner or later we were going to end up in a hotel with a treadmill, but I just, it was probably driving my poor husband nuts, but it was just like in the back of my head, like I haven't gotten my run in, need to get my run in, need to get my run in. And, you know, finally by like seven 30 that night, we were in a hotel and I got my run in. Did, did you, I have been in a similar situation. I lived in San Francisco and was flying to Boston for work. And during, on a day flight that left super early in the morning. And since um, then, when I got there, I didn't know what was in store for me. It was a press trip. So as Tish knows, you maybe get immediately whisked off somewhere. So I, I got up, gosh, probably 3 a.m. and went running down. I lived um, close to the Marina Green in San Francisco. And so I so vividly remember being <laughs> like the only person down there at 3.15 with my lights on running around. <laughs> so so it didn't, you, you didn't want to like, because otherwise I knew I'd just be a nervous wreck on the plane. So um, did it didn't, um, that wasn't an option for you to get up super early and just kind of check that box. Well, I thought about it. Um, I was up until about midnight packing oh, okay. and yeah. I knew we needed to leave for the airport by like 4 a.m. Oh yeah, and okay. Getting the kids out the door. I thought if I disappear at three o'clock in the morning, my husband is going to get freaked out. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. said, you know what? I, I'm going to research to make sure that the hotel does have a treadmill. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to like keep my fingers crossed that at seven, seven thirty at night, I still have enough gas in the tank to, to do a run. Yeah. So Siobhan, you've run through broken wrists, migraines, heat, snow, uh, all these different things. How do you see your streak ending? That is a great question. Um, so today is day 493. I started it on the first day my kids were supposed to go back to school after spring break in March, 2020. So March 23rd was the first day. Uh -huh. um, and I had an, uh, originally thought that I would stop it once things kind of got back to normal. Um, but we all know that's taken a long time. And you know what's normal now is probably not what we thought was normal back in March, 2020. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm not really sure how I'm going to end it. I, I think what's going to happen is I will think of another thing that I want to become a daily habit hmm. and that'll become my new stream. Yeah. So it, maybe it'll be exercise or maybe it'll be something else. But it'll be something that I want to become such a habit that no matter what else I have going on that day, I'm going to make time for it. That is a great answer. I really like that. Now we I just do have too. to think up what else, what else you want to do every day. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest journaling. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. You know, meditating. I've always, uh, I've always had an idea that I'd like to write a book. So I think. I think journaling will definitely be a good one. Yeah, good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could do that on the plane. So two birds, yeah. one stone. Uh <laughs> hey, Siobhan, thank you so much for talking with us today. It was really nice and stay cool and be well. Great. Thank you.
Next up is Becky Weselowski, a mom of three young sons who lives in Orlando and works as an elementary school librarian. Becky is coming up on a year in her streak, but I understand this is not her first streak. So uh, welcome to the show, Becky. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And Becky, tell us a little bit about your running background before you get into telling us about your streak. Absolutely. So um, I never really was a runner growing up. I was a cheerleader through high school and through college. And then I got married and I wanted to do something to stay in shape. And so a girlfriend and I were like, we should do something. Let's train for the Disney Princess Half Marathon. So we started training and about six weeks before the big day, I found out I was pregnant. So I went to my doctor's appointment and I told them what was happening. He's like, well, you're kind of like trained up for it. Go ahead and do it. But let me tell you, I was a basket case, first child, didn't really know what I was doing. So I was hydrating like crazy, bathroom stops galore. So that was short-lived. And then I went ahead to have a second child. It wasn't really doing any running. And then after my second baby, that's when I was like, I felt really good when I was on a training plan and losing weight and doing something productive. So really 2015 is when I started running and again, trained for a half marathon and once I got done with that half marathon, I was like, well, I'm all trained up. I should keep this going. I'm going to like run a half marathon every month. So I'll run 12 half marathons next year. Well, I live in Florida and I couldn't find anything in August. So I was like, oh, I can never lessen the goal. I have to make it better. So I was like, I'm going to do 16. I'm going to do 16 half marathons in 2016. And that's pretty much where my running started was I just kept going and I like to find new challenges. So 2017, I finally heard of streaking so that's when I did my first streak <laughs> oh my god and and how did you hear about streaking and 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 then how did that lead to the way that you do your streak sure sure so I heard about it through a runner's world magazine so when I got started in 2017 it was a summer challenge to run from memorial day to the 4th of July and I was like oh that sounds like easy and fun and just at least a mile oh I can do that every day so I started with that. And then when I got to the 4th of July, I didn't really want to stop. And I was still obviously training for half marathons um, and Ragnars and fun things like that. So the mileage would vary, but I decided to keep going and I made it all the way 640 days. And then I found out I was pregnant again. And I had such morning sickness that I literally, it was an all day sickness. Let's say, be real. I could not get out of bed. So that's when my streak ended was, um, in February of 2019, when I was just, I was nine and a, uh, nine and a half weeks pregnant at that time and couldn't, couldn't find the energy to get the 10 minute run in. <laughs> you, know, wow. you know, I'm actually glad to hear this. Like, I'm glad to hear that somebody stops a streak when they real recognize that maybe it's not the right thing for their body at that particular time. <laughs> Absolutely. So then I gave it a try again. After I had my baby, I got cleared at six weeks. And of course, everybody knew about my streak. So I'm like, are you going to start running right away? And I was like, kind of felt pressured to do it. So I was like, yeah, I'm, mm. I'm going to get started. So I went ahead and went out and got my mile. And oh, it was tough. It was so flipping hard so I went ahead and I ran and I ran 50 days and then I was like you know what I'm gonna call it quit on my own I know I'm not ready to be doing this I can't go more than a mile I'm carrying around 60 extra pounds at this point still so I went ahead and did a 50-day streak and called it quits and I said when I'm ready to find the love of doing this again that's when I'll bring my streak back so um and actually that happened about last August I was the first week back to school 
school was crazy. We were going face to face. The rest of the country was shutting down and Florida's like, we're doing this. So <laughs> I needed a mental outlet with three kids. I was like, what are we doing? So it was a random Wednesday. And that's what I loved about it. It wasn't, it wasn't a holiday. It wasn't the game of the month. It wasn't a Monday. It was just a random day that I was like, I'm going for a run. And then the next day, I went for a run and it wasn't on my mind to streak, but then it was like, well, I got two days under my belt. I better go again. And so that's what brings me to here is I'm back to training for races and it's a good outlet and I'm coming up on a year in August. Wow. Wow. Good for you, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so as your, as your Genesis story has told us, you know, your, your boys are still quite young, especially that, yeah. that third baby. So, you know, how do you juggle your job plus childcare duties, you know, getting the kids to and from school and all the rest of life stuff. And, oh, and also, and, and also I have to ask, does your husband get your streak? <laughs> My thinks I'm nuts, but I'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons he loves me. But you know, it's hard because he, his hobby is fishing. So when we both have a Saturday morning activity, it's like rock, paper, scissors. Don't try me. You know, like it's my turn to go for a run. You're going to have to sleep in and you watch the kids, that kind of stuff. So um, we make it work. But really, because I live in Florida, the sun is like my enemy. I run late at night. That's my thing. I, it's oh. like last night I was out running at 1115 at night. I was like, I'm going to, you know, yesterday was day 350. I'm going to go run 3.5 miles. So I went and did it at 1115 last night. <laughs> so really I, I get everyone to bed I know that I'm going to get it done I just smile but you know Monday was five miles yesterday was 3.5 whatever just kind of whatever I feel like doing and I do it at night and that's um, pretty much consistent yeah. is evening running okay now so that's impressive and if you're going out at 11 15 what happens if you finish your run at midnight what day does it count for both days <laughs> thank you for okay, asking see, I'm like I'm like I'm really weird about that because no I I totally believe it's a it's a uh, midnight to midnight kind of day so um I make sure like okay if I'm cutting it really close and I'm like heading out at 11 40 then yeah I'm only doing a mile just so I can get it in I'm always making sure to watch that clock so I know that it's going to count for that day <laughs> oh so so but you couldn't you couldn't do like you couldn't go out and run six miles and count three tour you know yeah, yeah we're getting obsessed with this so yeah he ran from like 11 40 to 11 oh i don't know that my mind would let me do that it would probably still make me wake up and run <laughs> so let's talk about injuries and illnesses because that you know that's the bugaboo of every streaker right when you can't get out for your run and it sounds like an ankle your ankle is your your problem area so tell us about how you deal with that absolutely um you know it goes back to my cheerleading days that right ankle has always been a problem and i consistently once a year will step off a curb or forget that they're paving the roads and like bite it right off of the curb and I always end up with a left bloody knee and a swollen right ankle and mm -hmm. I end up limping home or sometimes I'll call for a ride depending on how far away I am I always make sure I've at least had that mile done first there's been a few times where I'll have to like add a little bit extra while limping and then turn the garment off but then <laughs> it becomes like those next days are you know it's, it's always resting it's wearing a brace when I go back out and then it's, it's no more than a mile. Like it's just bare minimum. And it's, you know, at an easy pace. I'm not trying to kill myself. I, you know, I'm not trying to beat the time on those days because I know that an injury is something that could definitely end running 
all together. So I want to make sure yeah. that I'm being smart about it if I'm not going to necessarily take a day off. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I'm glad you do think big picture because there is something, you know, beyond the streak of life, let's call it, um, that you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to admit that I chose you, Becky, as a guest, partly because I wanted um, someone who was a little earlier on in, in their streak, but also because okay. of the anecdote you share on the Google form <laughs> about the run you took to keep your streak alive on the day you traveled from Florida to Michigan to run the Ragnar Relay. So we are going yes. to end our conversation with you by you sharing that story. <laughs> Okay, absolutely. So I'm about, a, I was a year into my streak at that point, And I was going up to meet a lot of old friends because I'm from Michigan, but we had some new guys on the team. So my buddy Steven is just totally like, this girl's crazy. Like She runs every day. She, she makes sure she gets it done. And we're laughing and I'm a couple glasses of wine in. We've already had our team dinner. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And he looks at me and goes, you did run today, right? And I'm like instantly doing like this Rolodex of my day. Like, okay, I flew across the country. I saw my best friend. I went to the apple orchard. I did all these things. Oh my God, I did not run today. So like, and I don't even say anything. Like I'm just like starting to instantly like panic. So I just get up from the table, right? And I walk out the <laughs> restaurant. I start my Garmin and I just decide in downtown Muskegon at 10 o'clock at night, I got to get the smile done. So I'm just like going around the blocks, looping this way, looking for traffic, making sure I'm staying in the street lights. And then I like... Obviously, I'm back in less than 10 minutes. So I walk back in and I just sit down at the table and they kind of look at me because they realize like I'm like visibly sweating. And they're like, wait a minute. Did you just go run? Like, we thought you were in the bathroom. What are you doing? I'm in jeans. I'm in flip flops. And I ordered another glass of wine. And that's how our night went. <laughs> but I and made sure you, I got it done. But I kept saying, thank you so much. I would have been devastated if I would have completely forgot. So thanks for the reminder. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine if you'd gone to sleep and then woken up at like, I don't know, 1221 or something been like, no, <laughs> like what happened? Yes, exactly. That would have been terrible. <laughs> I'm not sure which is more um, horrifying, uh, the wine or the flip flops. <laughs> 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 the jeans didn't feel that great either, but I was like, you know, no. you get it done. Suck it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, keep on keeping on Becky. Thank you. Thank you so much. Our final guest is Kristen Litster, a second grade teacher and mother of two in Pittsburgh. And I wanted Kristen on last because Kristen intentionally ended her streak last Thanksgiving after running at least a mile a day for four years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I do want to point out, uh, as Crystal will tell us that she's been a runner, it seems like for about eight years. So that's a, like that streak lasted for about half of her time as a runner. So um, welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much. It's nice to be here. So Kristen, this is very impressive. And tell us about how you got started running in the first place. Yeah. So I definitely wasn't somebody who thought of um, herself as an athlete growing up. I would run like the occasional 5k, um, but never anything really more than that. Um, and then when my youngest child was maybe two, um, I met a woman in my neighborhood, Sarah, who was uh, telling me about a run group that she participated with every Saturday. And she invited me to come along and I'd never really run with people before. And so I decided to, to give it a try and joined her and I loved it. Like the people were so great. The conversations were fantastic. Um, I loved getting to meet new mileage distances. Each time we ran, that was exciting for me. 
Um, and it kind of just spiraled from there. She ended up, she lives a street over from me. So we would run like most weekday mornings, um, you know, meeting on the street corner at 5am kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. and so it's really, you know, people are what got me into running and, and I would say the friendships. Hmm. And, and how did your streak um, uh, emerge from, from that? Yeah, so Pittsburgh weather <laughs> from <laughs> about Thanksgiving on um, can be a little rough. And so for three years there, I would do just a little streak from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. And so the first year I did it by myself and it just kind of kept me motivated and kept me moving during that time. Um, the second year, my friend Sarah joined me for it. And then the third year, um, we did it. We ran New Year's Eve. And then we hit New Year's Day and we were like, but it's a brand new year. Like, how else do we start a brand new year but going for a run? Like, that's us putting our best feet forward. <laughs> um, I'm a teacher. So, you know, any days off that I have, I try to take advantage of those and run because otherwise I don't really get to run in the daylight a whole lot. It's a lot of early mornings. And so I kept running the rest of winter break. Um, and before we knew it, we had just kind of kept on going without really intending to. Mm -hmm. So I know your husband travels often for work. So when your kids were younger, you had to get creative in order to fit in your miles. So you got to share a few of your clever kid care moves. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, a lot, they're really good sports. I will, I'll start by saying that. So my kids have done everything from, you know, riding their bikes along next to me as I run. Um, we've gone to the track so they can play in the middle and I can run around the track. Um, there were a few times where I would just run around the playground as they played. Um, I'm not sure what my neighbors think of me, but you know, when I was really desperate, I would run up and down the street in front of my house um, and the kids would cheer me on. Um, <laughs> I'm lucky enough that I, I actually teach at the school where my kids go and we have a fantastic after school program. So I made great use out of that. Um, I could just bring my running clothes and when the school day was over, they would go to the programming and I could leave straight from my classroom and go out for a run, come back, get a little bit of work done and then head on home. Um, okay, Kristen, but as, mm -hmm. as a teacher, you've got young kids, you're a teacher of second graders and we all know there are a lot of germs floating around cold, <laughs> every cold that goes around is going to go around all of those all of those youngsters. So how did you deal with that as a runner, streaker runner? And like, do you have rules? Like as long as you didn't have a high fever or cough or like, how did that work out? Yeah, I think part of it is luck. Um, you know, I didn't have any big serious illnesses or anything like that. Um, plenty of colds during that time. And if I wasn't feeling well, then that was a day where I, you know, did my mile and then I came back home and I laid back down kind of thing. <laughs> get up long enough to run and then go right back to bed exactly <laughs> we're back on the don't try this at home kids theme now <laughs> um but then also so on the other side of an of a one mile run is an ultra and apparently you started doing ultras during your streak so how did you manage to do that and not get injured when you're doing all that mileage without taking any days off yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, we talk about not taking days off, but really doing one mile um, became my rest day. Right. And so 
I would have my long runs and do all the training, but then I made sure that I built in days where I could take it a little easier, you know, go out for 10 miles, 10 minutes, but not 10 miles, 10 <laughs> minutes, um, come back home. And then that was that. And I'd go about the rest of my day. So it wasn't, it wasn't a big endeavor. You know, I tried to make sure that I still got a little bit of rest in. All right. All right. So, so the thing with a streak is unless you run daily until you die, you eventually reach the <laughs> final day of your streak. So I love Kristen that you chose an auspicious day to deliberately end your streak. So please tell us about that. Yeah. So I, I struggled with how to end it. Um, I kind of half-heartedly tried to end it at some different milestones um, and life would kind of get in the way. I, I help with our cross country team. I coach girls on the run, things like that. And I would end up running anyways on the days that I had decided that would be it. Um, and so I just kind of kept going, but as we, as I got closer to four years, um, and with COVID going on and, and all of that, I started to think more and more about how I wanted it to end and what I would be okay with. Mm -hmm. um, like, I didn't want the end of it to be disappointing. I didn't want to regret anything or have it be illness or injury that, that made me stop. I wanted the end of it to be a celebration. Um, mm -hmm. And so I decided that... Um, I needed kind of like a blowout grand finale <laughs> for the streak, something to really warrant stopping for. Um, and so I decided at that point, I'd done a number of 50 Ks and a few 50 milers. And so I decided that I would do my first hundred miler um, as the sort of culminating event. And since I started my streak on Thanksgiving one year, I started the hundred miler the day before so that I would end right on Thanksgiving. That is amazing. Was it your own hundred miler or is there actually a race on the day before Thanksgiving? Well, so everything was virtual at that point because um, ah. it was fall of 2020. So it was just, it was loops around Pittsburgh. So I covered a lot of Pittsburgh ground. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that is really impressive. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. And, and I know that you're now toying with the idea of starting a new streak. So one of the things that I've found challenging since ending the streak is that, you know, it gave me consistency and it gave me motivation. I knew that I was going to run every day. Um, and so I, I've definitely struggled with trying to get into a routine, um, not having that just daily expectation of running. And so I've, I've gone back and forth about doing a streak or not doing a streak. But in the end, I think finding a way to end it was really hard for me. Um, so I think my goal at this point is just to come up with a routine that I can stick with and, you know, have a rest day, an actual rest day um, each week and start bringing in some of the activities that, you know, I'd like to try, but maybe didn't, wasn't able to fit in as I was doing the run streak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that sounds like a healthy approach. I know that, I mean, my streak of exercising is very far in my rear view mirror. I mean, I um, stopped that in 2000 and, but I still very much keep a scheduled rest day. And I remember one of my colleagues one time was like, wait, cause I said something like, oh yeah, well, I slept a little later today. It's a rest day. And she's like, you're not on a training program. I'm like, well, I still have a scheduled rest day. And it's because I need to, the, the streak part of me needs to know that I'm in control. This is a rest day. I'm not just being lazy, you know, so I get it. I get it. Exactly. Having something. Yeah. 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 Well, take good care, Kristen. And thanks for talking with us. 
Thanks so much. All right. Well, uh, does that make you want to restart your streak dish or? Uh, you know, I was going to ask you the same thing, but I will say of, of the streaks, uh, having listened to everybody do theirs, I still like yours the best. I like the oh. idea of, of moving every day. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's a really healthy way to approach it. Um, and, and it gives you some gives a person some flexibility, literally, yeah, <laughs> right? To maybe yeah. do a yoga class or right. something else that would be good for your body. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I am, um, then I start thinking, you know, you can really define a streak however you want. So yeah. that, you know, that suddenly I was like, oh, well, how many weeks have I done six days a week of exercise with taking Friday as a rest day? And then I was like, oh yeah, I'm not going to start doing that math like that. Because, you, know, you know, it's just become something, another thing to obsess about. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> let's admit it, that's what a streak is. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> well, um, you know, when Dimity made up our plan for our fourth iteration of our popular Love the Run You're With virtual event series, she knew that there were a lot of people who dig the streak thing. So she actually planned in a five minute a day streak of uh, strength and recovery moves. And so that's going to carry through the 15 weeks of the program. So you get that streak aspect, you get to scratch the streak itch without it really kind of um, consuming things. So that training plan also includes three virtual races, one each in September, October, and November. The program kicks off on August 9th, and it is open for registration now. And oh my gosh, Tish, I think you're going to want the shirt that everybody gets. It's so amazing. We ha- Our designer came up with this fabulous new heart for it. And uh, it's on a water bottle. It's just, the stuff is so cute and so high quality. It's a Corsa sleeveless top. It's a specialized 24 ounce big mouth water bottle that as Dimity likes to point out, would cost you 12 bucks. It is high quality. Um, So it is a great event and we are just so excited for it. Registration, like I said, is now open. So to find that, you go to anothermotherrunner.com, you click on the training tab, and the very first thing in the drop-down menu says virtual event series. That's how you'll find it. Again, on anothermotherrunner.com under the training tab. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. Happy miles.